to Friday. Once again, welcome aboard. Dave Schumacher. Here's Zach's on the other end, punching the button. Zach, with more rain overnight, getting some rain gauge reports. Um, I didn't even hear it rain. I didn't even, I don't even know when it I think it, it was a light rain. It rained pretty good yesterday afternoon, though, I will say that. Yeah, we caught a little shower. I, I caught a lot. Uh, I had a downpour my my place a couple times. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, John over Paderborn Way, he said uh, they had about a half inch yesterday. Uh, Bill says rain gauge report from Western St. Paul had 0.52 inches of rain since uh, his last report yesterday. Had a small creek running through his backyard. Yeah, that's because the ground's still froze and there's nowhere for that water to go. Uh, Pete over in Fenton checking in this morning. He said he's got 0.41 inches of rain. He said his rain bucket might need another tune-up. Uh, taking it apart this weekend, he's going to tune up his rain gauge bucket. And uh, I've got, I show 0.32 here, so I guess there was a little bit of rain overnight. And I can tell you one thing, it's wet and it's muddy. It is nasty out there. Uh, 0.4 inches from uh, Harry just checking in from over Mascuda Way. He said 0.4 since uh, afternoon on Thursday. So, yep, rain around the area. So it looks like it's pretty much uh, general consensus that it's about a half inch of rain. You know, yesterday, Zach, there was a story about uh, being careful uh, and, and watching your pets and stuff because it's mating season for the coyotes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this little warmer weather, they think spring has sprung. <laughs> and there's love in the air in the coyote community. Did you hear them howling and, last night? Oh, they were howling last night. They were talking last night. And when I came home last night, just to prove how much that, I saw a male coyote sitting on the rock pile smoking a cigarette <laughs> yeah and what it, that tells you it's mating season in the coyote community yeah yeah so uh be careful keep your pets up tight and i think my wife oh, and i think the skunks are out i think they think there's love in the air there yeah you were telling me about this off air oh yeah. yeah my wife she goes i i don't know i might have hit a skunk i said now how do you know how what why would you she said my car don't smell very good I went outside. It ain't coming in the garage. She has. She hit a skunk. Over. She hit. There's no doubt about it. She hit a skunk. And uh, she goes, well, what am I going to do? I said, well, you can go out there and wash it. Or you can hope it keeps raining and you can drive it in the rain and hope that smell goes away. So uh, so you're going to yeah. end up washing the car is what you're saying. I'll probably have to clean the car. For mm-hmm. it, uh, yeah. So, yeah, be careful. This kind of weather. They think it's springtime. And they were hunkered down for a week or two with that extreme cold weather. So now they're back out. And uh, the critters will be out amongst us. So be careful as you run down the roads. Uh, well, it's Friday, so we got our uh, Illinois Farm Bureau report from Rita Frazier. Always interesting news there. Um, the USDA came out with a report on some of the things the, that growers are focusing on as we go into the 2024 planting season. We'll find out what some of those issues are. As well, we're taking a look at that weather forecast for the week. So much to do. We might as well get started. What do you got, Zach? Good morning, everyone. We're reading 40 degrees outside in Maryland Heights at 5.09. Weather and sports coming up, but first, here's what's happening now. A jury found a St. Louis rapper not guilty of murder in a road rage 
road rage shootout. That verdict was handed yesterday for 19-year-old Michael Henderson, who goes by the stage name of CTS Lowick. Henderson claimed self-defense in the shooting death of 42-year-old Joseph Shaw in South St. Louis. He claimed he and some friends were riding minibikes on South Broadway when Shaw was driving in a Jeep and began following them. At one point, Henderson says Shaw pulled over and they had words. Henderson said that when Shaw's passenger pulled out a gun and the second later he heard gunshots, Henderson said he pulled out his own gun and returned fire striking Shaw. A suspect wanted in a shooting that left a man seriously injured in Glasgow Village last week is in custody. Police say 21-year-old Anthony Hill Jr. was arrested yesterday. Hill is charged with first-degree assault for allegedly shooting a man along with others on the afternoon of January 18th in the 400 block of Cameron. The victim suffered multiple gunshot wounds, which resulted in a shattered arm and leg, along with a brain bleed. The new Missouri inspection report highlights the chaos that ensued after St. Louis's largest nursing home closed without warning last month, forcing more than 170 residents to be evacuated. Northview Village closed suddenly on December 15th as the company that owned it struggled to meet payroll. The report from the Missouri Department of Health and Human Services spells out the financial trouble that prompted the closure. At the time, phone lines went down, prohibiting the 174 residents from communicating with relatives. Some began stealing from inside the nursing home, and nine people got stuck in an elevator. Two residents went missing, including a man with schizophrenia who wasn't found until three weeks later. Missouri, the Republican leader of the Missouri Senate, says she would like to expel a conservative GOP colleague who has been bogging down work in the chamber. The remarks made by Senate Majority Leader Cindy O'Loughlin yesterday were aimed at GOP Senator Bill Eigel, one of the most outspoken members of the newly formed Freedom Caucus. Internal Republican tensions in the Senate have reached new heights. Earlier this week, GOP leaders removed Eigel and three other Freedom Caucus members from their committee chairmanships because of the obstruction in the chamber. Freedom Caucus members have blocked routine work for several weeks while saying they want rapid consideration for some priority bills. A major interstate in Missouri will see many improvements and upgrades through the Infrastructure for Rebuilding America grant program. Details from KTRS's Steve Potter. $92.8 million in funding has just been announced for the Improve I-70 program, which will fund three segments of a larger project to reconstruct 191 miles of Interstate 70 across the state, which runs from the Stan Musial Veterans Memorial Bridge in St. Louis to Kansas City. The project includes modernizing the roadway, new truck parking facilities, improvements to safety and efficiency of transportation networks, the addition of wildlife crossings and pollinator habitat conservation areas, and will also incorporate workforce programs for disadvantaged communities. According to the Department of Transportation, the project will address major safety issues, reducing potential crashes by up to 42 percent and reducing maintenance costs and improving freight access. Steve Potter, KTRS News. Time now is 512, taking a look at the KTRS forecast today. Could see some patchy fog out there again this morning, but mostly cloudy today, high of 47 degrees. Tonight, cloudy with an overnight low of 37. Tomorrow, rain likely throughout the day, high of 42. And on Sunday, cloudy with a high of 41. It's currently 40 degrees outside right now at the Big 550 KTRS. 
Over to the sports desk, Mizzou basketball is at South Carolina tomorrow with coverage starting at 11.30 a.m. here on the Big 550. Head coach Dennis Gates says senior Caleb Grill could be close to a return with the Tigers in the next week or two. The Missouri Valley Conference extended its agreement with Enterprise Center to hold Arch Madness through the 2028 season. The season marks the 30th anniversary at Enterprise and can once again be heard right here on the Big 550 KTRS. The Blues look to make it four straight as they travel to Seattle tonight. Owen seals a perfect road trip before returning home to play the Kings on Sunday. And check out St. Louis Soccer Weekly at 6 p.m. tonight on KTRS. Chris Klein joins the show and Tom Timmerman break down the city's first preseason match of the season. The NFL's championship weekend kicks off Sunday with the Chiefs traveling to Baltimore to play the Ravens. The late game is the NFC title game as San Francisco hosts the Detroit Lions. That'll do it from the sports desk. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave. It's another day to be thankful to be in America as the Big 550 KTRS begins another broadcast day. God bless Stop the music. Stop the music. Stop the music. Apparently, we've offended the pork producers. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Zach. Everybody gets offended these days. I'll yeah, tell yeah. you. Yeah. Skin thin people. Mm. I'll tell you. People can't take it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, all right. This comes to us from Don. Don says, it would be great if you would play the second verse of Weird Al's song that says, who let the hogs out? Did you know there was a verse about who let the hogs out? You, I, you think I before I worked here, I didn't even know there was a cow verse of this song. I didn't know that. Tribute to the hogs as well. You gotta you let the cows out. You gotta let the hogs out. I <laughs> uh, I, I just uh, want to say that I'm glad you decided to test that song out right when I was reading the news. <laughs> yeah, 
No one else heard it except me in my ear, but I hear all my ear. Yeah. Who yeah. let the pigs out or hogs out in my ear while I'm reading yeah. the news. Yeah, because so the way this world, this crazy radio world works, once once we're hooked up, I can talk to Zach off air. So like during commercials and stuff, I can talk to him so that you all don't hear it quite naturally because some of that's our best programming, but they don't let us put it on the air. Uh, but anyway, I didn't even think about it. He's reading the news, and I'm blasting who let the hogs out in his ear. Now, that, you know, try and do that sometime. Try and read and have something going on in your ear like that. You did a heck of a job. I was just checking you out, see if you could handle that. Checking my news uh, reading skills, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Pat over in Washington Woods said about 0.44 inches of rain over uh, over a night. Want to know if I think it's enough rain uh, that the soil is now saturated and the rain and uh, as and as it rains more, it will run off and refill the pond uh, about eight inches, eighteen inches low. Um, yeah, this water now, Zach, is running off. It's not going in the ground. That ground still froze. We're not soaking in much water right now. Most of the water is going down the creek. So if your ponds aren't filling up now, they're probably not going to fill up because this water is not soaking in. Now we get into the 50s and 60s uh, next week, and a little more of that ground thaws out, we might take on a little of that. But uh, right now, most of this water is running off, so your pond ought to be, if it's got uh, a runoff going to it, it should be picking up some uh some fill because uh, right now, no, we're not soaking in much into the ground. Uh, we'll let that far for chaos for you coming up in just a little bit. Uh, let's run over to the trade yesterday. Another kind of a down day in the corn ended up about uh, one and three quarter cents lower, but off of the lows. March ended the session above the 450 mark after battling there for most of the session. That seems to be the magic number. USDA's ag attache estimating China's corn imports will be around 20 million metric ton compared to 23 million for by what the USDA WASDA report was expecting. Um, Brazil is going to see active rain across the northern two thirds of the country over the next 10 days. Uh, this is being presented as delaying harve- uh, soybean harvest and thus second crop corn planting, but will also mean more soil moisture for germination of that second crop. March corn closed at 451, down a half. May was down one and a quarter at 461. Over on the overnight, yeah, more red ink. March is down two and a half at 449, not able to hold on to that uh, 450 mark. May's at 458. That's down three. September trading at 471, down two and a quarter. And December at 478, also down two and a quarter cents a bushel. As uh, the world gets started going into the Friday trade, we'll keep an eye on that. But that news out of China that they're going to import less on that projection, not helping the market. Over on the soybeans, it was kind of a crash and burn there. We were double digit down. Uh, soy meal futures dropped 410 to 510 on Thursday. Front must soy all futures closed 70 to 79 points lower. Beans were 10 to 17 cents lower at the end of the day. Uh, let's see. Anybody buying any beans? Canadian canola crush was da- uh, shown at 943,000 metric ton for December. Uh, that was up 14%. USDA's weekly export sales data had 255.8 million metric ton of soy meal sales. Um, soybean oil sales were reported at 118 metric ton compared uh, to uh, positive 10 uh, that was expected. So uh, came up a little bit short while Brazilian soybean experts are exports are slowly seasoning 
seasonally freighting out sources and are projected for January shipment will still total 2.3 million metric ton, far less than the 1 million metric ton in January of 2023. March beans closed at 12.23, down 17. May 12.30, down 16 cents. Over on the overnight, we're lower again. March is down another penny, 12.21. May is at 12.28, down two and a quarter. November at 11.94, down one and three quarters. January just able to hold on to the $12 mark, 12.02, down two and a half cents a bushel. Overall on the wheat trade, yeah, we were a little bit higher yesterday with the July up one and a quarter. We're giving it all back overnight. March is down six at 606, July at 621. That's down six and a quarter in December trading at 644, down six and a half cents a bushel. 521 on this uh, Friday morning, the 26th of January. We'll take a quick break. Come back, take a look at the livestock forecast for the weekend right after this. So you just bought an electric car. Now you have to have some type of electrical service at the house for the car. Whom are you going to call? Can I recommend somebody? Baldy Electric. Baldy Electric's been around since 1996. Michael Baldy is a licensed electrician. He's OSHA certified, LEED certified, and everybody who works for him is as well. They're the best, whether indoor or outdoor, for your electrical needs. Whether it's an old house in the city or a brand new commercial building, Baldy Electric will make sure it is done right. Now, being an electrician, he's the expert. I'm comfortable maybe plugging in my battery from my phone. Outside of that, I'm calling Baldy Electric. Whether it's for lighting for the outside, security systems, appliance installation, backup generators, that's always a big deal. If it's electrical, I go to Baldy Electric. BaldyElectric.com, 314-968-9999. For all of your electrical needs, indoor, outdoor, commercial, residential, BaldyElectric.com. 520, almost 523 already on this uh, Friday morning. Well, if you think, well, we've made it through the cold weather. We're heading towards spring. The furnace will make it one more year. And next thing you know, it quits. Who are you going to call? Viviano Heating and Air. They only operate on the Illinois side of the river. Don Viviano and his team have been in business over 30 years, and they know what they're doing. They work on all makes and models, but they're trained specialists. So if you need a whole new system, they can set you up. they got programs. they got financing available. And you know the saying, it's hard to stop a train. you got a 20-year-old system? Yep, the new ones are so much more energy efficient. Check it out. Let one of their technicians explain to you the advantages of the new train systems. You'll be amazed at what the money they can save you on your power bill. While you're there checking it out, why don't you sign up for the maintenance program as well? So much to read. Go to their website, VivianoAir.com. Great place to start, VivianoAir.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try soon. Harry's is available online and in-store at a retailer near you. Get a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash quality. That's harrys.com slash quality. Or check us out at your local Costco for a price you can't find anywhere else. 
Just look for the Chrome Razor with 13-blade refills at your local Costco. You can't miss it. Exclusive to Costco members. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 525 on the mark. We'll have that forecast for you in just a moment. Let's run over to the livestock trade. It was a good day in the cattle pit. We finally finally had some turnaround numbers yesterday. We were oh, anywhere from 2 to 237 higher. The uh, fat cattle trade finally fr- uh, firmed up a little bit on Thursday. They moved some cattle a dollar fifty higher at one seventy five in the south. USDA had thirty eight thousand confirmed sales from one seventy three to one seventy seven fifty. Finally, shaking some cattle out. Feeder cattle were higher as well by over four dollars. Weekly uh, beef export sales were shown at twenty two point four thousand metric ton for the week ending the 25th that was the largest sales since the week of february the 8th of 23 uh the week's uh, export shipment was 16,000 metric ton uh for the year total of 38,000 metric ton which is 52 percent ahead of last year's pace wholesale box beef prices were mixed uh, yesterday afternoon with an 82 cent drop on the choice 61 cent increase on the selects numbers at 492,000 uh, for the week through Thursday, compared to 462,000 last week, 500,000 hit the same week last year. So we're still running a little behind last year. February cattle at 177.72, up 237. April closed at 180.70, up 235. And the June cattle closed at 177.60. March feeders up 440 at 238.17. And the April feeders at 243.92, up 412. Over in the pork complex yesterday, they were trying to keep up with the cattle. We were a little bit higher, but nothing like the cattle anywhere, 37 to 52 cents higher. USDA's cutout value was five cents stronger at 88.91. USDA estimating the numbers for the week so far at 101.93, that is million head. Uh, that compares to 1.8. Uh, last week, 1.96, the same week last year. So we're just a little bit behind last year. February hogs closed at 74.30, up 40. April hogs at uh, 82.55, up 52. And the February pork cutouts at 87.35. That was even on the day. 527, well, it's all about the weather. What do you got, Zach? Patchy fog out there this morning. That'll be burned off by about 9 a.m. right now. It's over overcast and 41 degrees outside right now. The high is 46 today. It will be cloudy for the rest of the day, though. Again, 46 degrees the high for today and a low of 36 overnight tonight. Chance of showers throughout the day. Tomorrow, high of 43 degrees and a low of 35 on Saturday night. For Sunday, mostly cloudy with a high of 41 and a low of 31 Sunday night. It's going to be nice next week, though, especially for this time of year. Monday, mostly sunny. 52 degrees the high in those 50s remain for the rest of the week. Monday, the lows 38 for Tuesday, mostly sunny again. 53 degrees the high on Tuesday, low of 35 on Tuesday night, mostly sunny on Wednesday again, high of 53 and a low of 34 Wednesday night. Then next Thursday, plenty of sun, mostly Thursday, uh, mostly sunny again, excuse me, on Thursday, high of 56 degrees on Thursday. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right, we'll take it. Uh, visibility is at nine miles, sun up at seven eleven, sun down at five fifteen, and looks like that humidity is at ninety three. Winds are blowing in out of the west at five miles an hour. We'll take a quick break for some news. We'll come back with the Illinois Farm Bureau report, as we said with Rita Frazier. Always something going on. 
uh, at the Illinois Farm Bureau. Rita does a great job giving us uh, updates on that. And uh, a land-grant university economist notes some of the economic areas that egg producers have an eye on for this year. We'll take a look at those as well right after this. With an operating note, you know, dealing with livestock, a lot of people don't like to do that. You're trying to invest in cattle, but you're not going to get your return out of that for months down the road. So farm credit understanding that, and that's real beneficial to help us grow. Craig Hilsman, I've been a farm credit member since 2021, and we raise registered Hereford cattle. The process actually was really smooth. It just seemed very natural as far as the information that was asked. And farm credit, they know where your end is, so they know how to help you get there, what steps you have to take to do that, and just kind of makes it easy, very personable, um, and they want us to succeed. And uh, we're poised to take advantages of opportunities that come up that maybe before was dictated by what our cash flow was at that time. Those kind of things that are unique to the livestock industry or farming both. Farm creditors stood better because it's right at the heart of what they do. So it just seemed like a natural fit. Valentine's Day is here. This year, give the ultimate gift. Name a star after your sweetheart. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For 45 years, we've named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can give the most memorable gift. The star your name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. KTRS St. Louis. We are Mizzou. ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. About a half hour from now, the International Court of Justice in The Hague will release its decision on whether Israel is committing genocide in Gaza. Israel continuing to claim that its actions are against Hamas, not the Palestinian people. The death toll in Gaza now, according to the Hamas-run health ministry, more than 26,000. The United Nations Human Rights Office weighing in on last night's Alabama execution of death row inmate Kenneth Smith by nitrogen gas. UN Human Rights spokesperson Ravinia Shamasani. This is a warning bell, uh, and I hope it rings loudly. This is a warning bell that this could amount to torture um, in violation of international human rights law, um, and it must stop. Alabama officials insist that nitrogen hypoxia is a humane form of execution. Jailed Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gerskovich ordered held at least until the end of March. He is accused by Russia of espionage, a charge he and the U.S. strongly deny. Gerskovich has been held in a Russian jail since March of last year. This is ABC News. Forty degrees outside at 531. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. A St. Louis attorney who was pardoned after pleading guilty to pointing a gun at protesters with his wife outside of their central West End home is asking for a judge to expunge his misdemeanor conviction from the record. Mark McCloskey filed a form this week seeking to expunge a single count of misdemeanor assault. Although McCloskey was pardoned by Governor Mike Parson back in 2021, his conviction record remains. A new Missouri inspection report highlights the chaos that ensued after St. Louis's largest nursing home closed without warning last month. Northview Village closed suddenly on December 15th as the company that owned it struggled to meet payroll. The report from the Missouri Department of Health and Human Services spells out the financial trouble that prompted the closure. At the time, phone lines went down, prohibiting the 174 residents from communicating with relatives. Some began stealing from inside the nursing home and nine people got stuck in an elevator. 
Two residents went missing, including a man with schizophrenia who wasn't found until three weeks later. Over two dozen Republican governors, including Governor Mike Parson, have released a joint statement in support of Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Texas's constitutional right to self-defense. The statement comes after what the governors call the Biden administration continued efforts to attack Texas and refusal to take action or responsibility for the crisis at the southern border. The statement reads in part, quote, instead of upholding the rule of law and securing the border, the Biden administration has attacked and sued Texas for stepping up to protect American citizens from historic levels of illegal immigrants, deadly drugs like fentanyl and terrorists entering our country, end quote. A Metro East lawmaker says yesterday's kickoff of the $3.5 million Illinois Grocery Initiative will help communities in the state that need it the most. More from KTRS's Steve Potter. State Senator Chris Belt of East St. Louis says the initiative is designed to combat food deserts and will have a tremendous impact on families by keeping local stores in business. The monies will provide funding for energy-efficient equipment upgrades for existing local grocery stores, those that are independently owned with fewer than 500 employees and no more than four locations. With rising energy costs, outdated equipment can be a major expense for small stores, and this program will allow improvements to such things as heating, ventilation and air conditioning, refrigeration and freezers, and lighting systems. Belt says that by supporting local grocers, the state will be increasing access to fresh food in communities that need it the most. Local grocers can apply for grants until March 4th. Steve Potter, KTRS News. The Madison County Circuit Court's law librarian and pro bono coordinator Angela Wiley has been selected to be a member of the Illinois Supreme Court Commission on Access to Justice's Forms Committee. Wiley will serve a a three-year term from January until December 31st of 2027. The Commission on Access to Justice was created in 2012 to expand access to the courts to all people, particularly those low-income and vulnerable. Through the commission's work, the need for standardized statewide forms became apparent and the forms committee was established. That's KTRS News. The time is 535. We'll take a quick break and be back with Farmer Dave right after this. I'd like to give a shout out to the window store, WSWindow.net. They had such a great year last year that they want to pass it forward. And what they want to do is any KTRS listener who mentions they heard about the window store on the Big 550 KTRS, they want to give you 10% off your next job if you book it in the month of January. Now, this isn't some gimmick where they're going to jack up the prices 10% and then take off 10%. This is just an extra 10% off. Why? Because they had such a great year in 2023 and they want to pay it forward. WS Window and Door. Every single window is energy efficient. They'll give you a bid, minus 10%, and they'll go about their business. You give them a call when you're ready. 314-739-0002. If you call the window store and mention you heard about them here on the Big 550 KTRS, if you book your job in the month of January, an extra 10% off to find out more, WSWindow.net, WSWindow.net. 5.36 on this Friday morning. Well, as you're sitting at the breakfast table, staring into that empty cup of coffee, feeling like, I don't know if I can get through the day, feeling overwhelmed, feeling hopeless out on the farm. Does that sound familiar to you as far as uh, where you're at in the world today? Well, no matter the season, no matter the situation out on the farm, if you're a farmer or a farm family member in need of support, there is help out there for you. You can call our 
or te- call or text the Farm Family Resource Helpline, and uh, the number is 833-FARM-SOS. You'll receive confidential support from experts who understand the measures and the pressures of grain and livestock farming. There's no cost to call. You can even email the counselors if you'd like, Farm Family Resource Helpline at MH. SIL.com. Everyone needs someone to talk to. And if, if you're a farmer, as I said, or a farm family member in need of support, call the helpline today. 833 Farm SOS. That's 833 327 6767. Brought to you by the Farm Family Resource Initiative in partnership with SIU Medicine. Before you put your home on the market, before you have to pay money fixing it up to sell it, before you have to pay real estate commissions, call me. I'm Mike Robinson with Robank Properties, and I will buy your home. Any property, any condition, anywhere, and always as is. Call me, Mike Robinson with Robank Properties at 314-283-0867. That's 314-283-0867. You have nothing to lose when you call Robank Properties at 314-283-0867. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 538, Zach, they've backed off those temperatures a little bit for next week. Um, They got us in the mid-50s. Oh, yeah, you said you were reading 60. I was showing 61, yeah, a day or two ago. They thought by mid-next week we were going to be like 61 degrees. Well, they've... Let's see, Monday, 50, 51, 48, 54, 50, 59, a week from Saturday. Sunny and 59. Looks like maybe we'll have a good Saturday for the hay auction next Saturday. Uh, next Sunday, 56. Meanwhile, what do you got out there for them this morning as they head out the door? Yeah, patchy fog out there this morning. That'll just be around till about 9 a.m., it says, so that'll be burned off by about mid early to mid-morning. 41 degrees outside right now in Maryland Heights. High of just 46 degrees today. Plenty of clouds throughout the day today. Again, high of 46 degrees today, low of 36 overnight tonight. Chance of some showers again tomorrow. High of 43 degrees and a low of 35 on Saturday night. Then mostly cloudy on Sunday again with a high of 41 and a low of 31 Sunday night. Sun comes out, though, on Monday and continues for the rest of the week. Mostly sunny on Monday, high of 52 degrees, partly cloudy Monday night with a low of 38. Tuesday, sunny again, high of 53 with a low of 35 on Tuesday night. Wednesday, mostly sunny again, 53 degrees the high on Wednesday with a low of 34 Wednesday night. And on Thursday, again, sunny with a high of 56. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. I'm currently showing 40 degrees here in rural Belleville. Winds are coming in out of the west at 5. Uh, Visibility's at 9 miles. There is a little spotty fog around the area yet this morning. Sun up at 7-11 and sundown this afternoon at 5:15. You know Zach, there's sometimes there's little things that make me wonder, you know. I just mm-hmm. I have these I have this wondering mind. I, I mean, I'm I'm thinking about stuff it's not actually wondering. I'm thinking about well, maybe sometimes it wonders too. Uh but the <laughs> the uh there's a solar field across the field from me. Okay. And you know there hadn't been a lot of sun the last what week or it's been very cloudy, two or yeah, three. very cloudy. Yeah, very cloudy, very rainy. Uh, snow. The other day they were covered with snow. Now I wonder how efficient solar fields are when they're covered with snow or there's no sun. When you run weeks and days of no snow of no sun, I don't know how that works. I thought you're not practically a uh, solar panel expert. No, mm. I'm. I'm, I'm so we found right something. I know nothing about them things. 
uh, other than they're out there. And I, I just wonder, I mean, I, I know the basics of it. I mean, I could technically explain that to you, you know, how it all works and the, and the science behind it. But I don't understand the, the effects of long periods of, of no sun. I mean, that's basically what it's all based on. So if you have no sun for days and days and days, does just daylight, you know, does daylight create any electric or does it have to be sun? I don't know. Maybe one of our listeners knows. Maybe they got solar panels on their house. If you've got solar panels on your house, are they making electric right now? I don't know. I did a quick Google search. Ah, it's on the Internet. Yeah, it's got to be true. It it says, obviously, it cannot produce electricity. However, solar arrays tend to shed snow pretty well. The panels themselves absorb the sun's heat better. So I guess they usually tend to stay warmer than the ground. So So you think they melt off pretty quick. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. quick Google, mm-hmm. quick Google search, and um, so now you're practically a solar panel expert. I am. Add yeah. that to the list. Yeah, that Google thing ain't never going to catch on. People are getting awful crazy about it, but it ain't. <laughs> yeah, I'm still saying it ain't going to catch on. Uh, but anyway, there you go. If you got panels on your house and creating electricity, drop us a note eight four one two six. What happens when you run into a week of no sun? Do they? Do you have to switch back to? To uh, line power, or do they still continue to operate? I, I don't know. If, what's the advantages of, of having them if, if you run into a week of cloudy weather? Don't know. Land-grant university economists note some of the economic areas that the agricultural producers have an eye on for this year. And, yeah, input cost is one of them. USDA's uh, uh, Rod Bain has the story. What might be among the farm-level top stories of 2024? One might be the continuing efforts of growers to implement practices and models addressing climate concerns. Purdue University economist James Mintert says a recent survey indicates one out of four growers made or were making operational changes associated with climate, with the scope of changes ranging from cover crops to capital improvements such as tile drainage. They're starting to make some changes, and the changes they're making are pretty much across the board. They're using some technology that they can purchase every winter or every crop season, and they're also looking at making some longer-term investments. He adds producers also acknowledge high input cost as a concern, especially in these contexts. Producers are concerned about a cost-price squeeze, but maybe different than some prior periods is that they are way more worried about input prices than they appear to be based on the risk of lower crop and livestock prices. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. Yeah, this time of year, input cost is definitely what they're looking at. The blast of cold weather in the Corn Belt sent ethanol production down 22% last week to its lowest point in three years. Bloomberg says America's output of corn-based biofuel missed all its survey estimates, while stockpiles hit the highest level since March. The Energy Information Administration says the rise in stockpiles was the eighth straight week of increase. Ethanol production dropped uh, during the week ending the January 19th uh, down uh, from last year's 1.05 million barrels. Uh, looks like uh, that's the lowest level since the seven-day period in February of 2021. Midwest producers uh, ethanol in the, uh, who produced the most ethanol had production fall to 766,000 barrels a day, a significant drop from a 1 million uh, week earlier. 
Uh, they say the Rocky Mountain production declined. East Coast production was unchanged, and the Gulf Coast production was up by 21,000 barrels. Inventory of ethanol in stock reached 25.8 million barrels. It's 544. It's 545. We'll take a quick back, uh, break. We'll check in with Rita Frazier with the Farm Bureau Report right after this. When you go and get your car washed, do you really care which car wash you go to? Yes, because not all car washes are created equal. Country Club Car Wash is the local family-owned and family-operated car wash since 1989. All these other ones that are popping up, they're all run by out-of-town hedge funds. Keep it local. Keep it great. Touchless car washes. No brushes. Inside and out. Five area locations. Country Club Car Wash or cccwstl.com. So you say you crave choices. Have you seen the Cafe Appliance line? Commercial style ranges, unique food storage options, plus quiet, convenient cleanup. With an abundance of features, plus finishes like white or black matte and stainless steel. And now you can get six different beautiful hardware options. Just as your style evolves, your rooms do too. From changing out throw pillows to adding new art, your home is your canvas. Satisfy your appliance cravings with the cafe line at any of the appliance discounted showrooms. Where, as always, our Our savings are your savings. Let's talk about your tile floor. Are the high traffic areas darker than the other? Hi, everybody. McGraw-Millhaven here for the Grout Medic. That discoloration is years of dirt and buildup. The Grout Medic will professionally clean and then seal your grout so it's one consistent color again, just like the day you installed it. Their sealer protects for 7 to 10 years. 636-317-8860 or online at GroutMedicSTL.com. You can even change the color of your grout. GroutMedicSTL.com. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Hello from the Illinois Farm Bureau in Bloomington. I'm Rita Frazier with the RFD Radio Network. Today we'll hear from Mark Gebhardt's Chief Strategy Officer talking about the Organizational Membership Strategy, OMS, and a survey going out to members this month. So the survey will be very important. It will be going out in January, and it will be going out to the members, farmer members, that we have emails for. I emphasize that because right now what I'm being told is we have around 30,000, I think, give or take, emails. Again, that's not everybody. So if you would like to get this survey and you want to make sure that you are receiving it, I would encourage you to get a hold of us and make sure we have a correct email address for you if it's not in our membership system. That will go out in January. We will get that feedback from that survey. And then we have a number of annual conferences that we do at Farm Bureau Governmental Affairs Leadership Conference in mid-February, where we will also have an opportunity to get some, some dialogue with folks. And you have always been a tremendous listener, and that's a, a part of this process. Really, anything is uh, open, I mean, as far as ideas and, and input. Well, it really is. Everything is on the table, as I like to say. Um, there is no bad idea. There is no bad suggestion. It's really important for us to know what the membership want. Uh, want, what their program wants are, what their needs are. I mean, obviously, we spend a lot of our efforts in advocacy work, and that will continue. But I think it's important for us to know, you know, again, what do the members want? How do they want to receive that information that we disseminate? Um, you are a large part of, obviously, one of our communication platforms. We have multiple platforms. Are those working? How are they working? Uh, how can we, again, improve upon those? We are at, I think, a very important point, you know, as agriculture continues to change 
change, technology changes. We have to change with it. Um, we have new and different types of members than we've had in the past. A reference back to the Everything Local Conference and specialty crop production, we have had an increase uh, in that area of folks being involved in that part of agriculture. And we want to make sure, again, that we are inclusive, not just the corn and soybean and pork and beef and dairy guy, but, you know, what else is out there? And even beyond that, Rita, I think one of the things that we're going to continue to discuss is how do we, how are we all inclusive when we look at Illinois agriculture, because a lot of agribusiness, we have a lot of folks involved in agriculture in different capacities, food production, all of that makes up the world of agriculture. How are those people a part of the organization? Are they a part of the organization? And if so, how, how do they get to participate and be a, a member, if you will? With all of these meetings and opportunities, what are your hopes? My uh, timeline, and I've been asked that a lot, that we do start to lay out the roadmap and what are the first steps in this long Long journey, And I emphasize long journey because this is not going to be a one and done. This is not going to be all completed by next year. This is going to go on, I think, for a number of years where you implement different things or you try different things in different parts of the state. One of the things that jumped out at me in the focus groups as I look at the input we received is the diversity of our membership. And that's a good thing, but it's also a challenging thing because our, our members in northern Illinois are very different than our, our members in southern Illinois or east or west or again. Again, different types of producers. So the needs and wants, there is not a one size fits all. I think we're going to have to look at, okay, these programs and services may work better in this given part of the state or region than this one. And then there's a different set for a different area. The timeline is by March, uh, end of March, mid-March, that we assimilate all this input, all this data that we try to put together some steps for the advisory committee to look at as they go to the field in the spring. And as we get into the June, early summer timeline to start to outline, okay, these are the first steps that we want to try and put in place in this journey going forward. So hopefully as we hit early summer, we'll have the first steps, if you will, of a plan. Mark Gebhardt's Chief Strategy Officer, Illinois Farm Bureau, IFB, will distribute its OMS, Organizational Member Strategy Survey, through email January 29. Questions and comments can be directed to OMS at ilfb.org. Here's what Illinois farmer John Griffel has to say about farmweeknow.com. Well, it gives you a whole wealth of data. You can go through and look at your markets in your local areas. You can look at the weather for your area. The wealth of information on there is pretty exceptional. I look mainly for ease of use, and it's very easy to use. It's very straightforward, very understandable. I have three minutes while the feeders roll one. I can look and look through those options and just keep up to date with a couple minutes a day. Farmweeknow.com. All ag, all Illinois, all you need. As always, great news there, uh, Rita, updating us on those surveys as far as what members are looking for uh, out of the organization. Coming up on 552, let's run back over to the weather desk, brought to you by our friends over at Viviano Heating and Air. What do you got? 40 degrees outside right now, plenty of clouds out there today, high of 46 degrees and a low of 36 overnight tonight. Chance of showers throughout the day tomorrow with a high of 43 degrees on Saturday and a low of 35 on Saturday night. Cloudy on Sunday as well with a high of 41 and a low of 31 on Sunday night. But the sun comes out on Monday as temperatures warm up. High of 52 degrees on Monday 
with a low of 38 on Monday night. Sunny again on Tuesday with a high of 53 and a low of 35 on Tuesday night. Sunny again on Wednesday as well. High of 53 degrees and warming up even more on Thursday with a high of 56. That's latest from the weather desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. And we're currently showing 40 degrees here in rural Belleville. Winds, eh, they're coming in out of the west at 5. Sun up at 7.11, sundown at 5.15 this afternoon. Well, I've been telling you for several years about my my, fam- my blood family over at Viviano Heating and Air. Yeah, Don Viviano and I, yeah, we're blood family. He'll do you a good job, I guarantee it. Viviano Heating and Air, that system needs repairing or you need a whole new system, whole new furnace, whole new air conditioner, who are you going to call on the Illinois side of the river? Viviano Heating and Air. They got trucks in your neighborhood, and in most cases, they can get you up and going right off of the truck. They carry a lot of parts with them, and, and a lot of times they can get that machine, your furnace back up and running. Give them a call today. Go to the website. Check it all out. They got all kind of options. They got programs that you can fi- uh, uh, sign up for. The maintenance program, they come out twice a year. Check out the system in the spring and the fall. Get you ready to go for this season. Check it all out at VivianoAir.com. It's a great place to start. VivianoAir.com. I'd like to give a shout-out to the window store, wswindow.net. They had such a great year last year that they want to pass it forward. And what they want to do is any KTRS listener who mentions they heard about the window store on the Big 550 KTRS, they want to give you 10% off your next job if you book it in the month of January. Now, this isn't some gimmick where they're going to jack up the prices 10% and then take off 10%. This is just an extra 10% off. Why? Because they had such a great year in 2023, and they want to pay it forward. WS Window and Door. Every single window is energy efficient. They'll give you a bid, minus 10%, and they'll go about their business. You give them a call when you're ready. 314-739-0002. If you call the window store and mention you heard about them here on the Big 550 KTRS, if you book your job in the month of January, an extra 10% off to find out more, WSWindow.net. WSWindow.net. Staple stores provide innovative products and services for small business, remote workers and learners, even teachers and parents. Explore more at your local Staple store. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. The Dow Jones turned around daily losses from earlier in the week to pick up 243 points and close Thursday back above 38,000. The S&P added half a percent. The Nasdaq gained two-tenths of one percent. Enough for new record high closes for both indexes. The American spending spree continues as reflected in quarterly earnings from Visa. The digital payments company posted a net profit for the final three months of 2023 of nearly $4.9 billion. That's $700 million higher than the same period in 2022. Weaker than anticipated sales have Levi Strauss laying off at least 10 percent of its global corporate workforce between now and the middle of the year. The apparel company has about 19,000 employees around the world. Microsoft has become the second company ever to achieve a $3 trillion market valuation. The tech giant's per share price was 404.87 at the close yesterday. Apple hit the $3 trillion mark in December of last year. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And looks like the market's off about 65 points in the overnight trade. Zach, I love the listeners. They know more, way more about things than we know about. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. They've proved they've proved that time <laughs> after time. Uh, we were talking about the uh, solar panels, whether they create any electricity when it's real cloudy or snow covered or whatever. Uh, one of the three one four says I have panels on my barn, 
and they convert light to electricity just not as efficiently as when the sun's out. So there we Makes go. Makes sense. Now we know. Now we know. Yeah. There you go. Uh, just a little reminder, Hay Auction tomorrow up at the Hamilton Hay Auction gets underway at 11 o'clock. You can find out more details about that at HamiltonHayAuction.com. Talked to Mike yesterday. He said they had uh, about two, I think he told me 200 three-by-threes, uh, some really good grass with a touch of alfalfa in it. Uh, that'll be there tomorrow. And uh, they uh, he told me he already had quite a few round bales in. Uh, it's always a tough call on the small squares because it just kind of depends on what the weather does today on the small squares. But that gets underway at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, if you need more details, phone numbers, and so on, you can uh, uh, check it out at HamiltonHayAuction.com. It's up at Bethalto, Illinois, on off of Fosterburg Road, just north of Alton, off of 255. So it's easy to find. Check it out, HamiltonHayAuction.com. Corn trade's coming in about three cents lower as we wrap it up this morning. March is at 448. Over on the soybean trade, we're coming in three cents lower there as well. With the March at 1220, that's down three. May's down three at 1226. November new crop at 1192, down three and a half. And January just able to hold on at 1201, down three and a half cents a bushel. That music means we're out of here. McGraw's in the wings. He's ready to go. Have a great weekend. We'll check in with you again on Monday morning at 5 o'clock. Prime Video, Peacock, Hulu, Disney Plus, and all the other streamers have been waging a costly war for your business. Costly for customers who can no longer afford them all, and costly for the services themselves. CNN Plus shut down after only a month. And finally, after years of battle, we have a winner. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Post a job for free and find qualified candidates quickly at linkedin.com. Kim. Even though HBO Max had succession, the biggest show of 2023, Netflix has won the streaming war. It's the one service that viewers simply cannot live without, all 250 million of them. Here's the secret. The Netflix homepage is the most valuable piece of real estate in Hollywood, the place to browse when you don't know exactly what you'd like to watch. It's the 21st century's version of going to the video store and walking the aisles. Netflix may not offer everything, but they offer enough for almost everybody. Enter to win a brand new PC or Mac right now at commando.com slash win.